0: Now, wait a minute. Maybe I'm stupid or something, but I don't get it. No, it's simple. This guy is really dead. Oh, he's dead? No, he's dead. Oh, you mean he's dead? He's dead.
1: What, are you kidding me?
0: What's the matter? You don't like it?
1: What's to like? Welcome to the Crypt Keeper's Coffin. A Tales from the Crypt Retrospective brought to you by Bat and Spider. Episode 71
0: Whirlpool. How's it going? It's uh, it's going good, Chuck. Thank you for asking.
1: How about yourself? Yeah, it's going pretty good. It's a Saturday night.
0: Um, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it was tough at first, but I feel, you know, I feel in the groove. Oh, We're good. definitely doing our Saturday night thing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
1: there's no there's no feeling like Saturday night. There's no feeling no. like that. You know. No. Almost as distinct as uh, Sunday morning.
0: Oh, um, yeah. Different feeling altogether. I mean, you should see the amount of empty beer cans on a <laughs> Sunday morning that weren't there on a Saturday night. Yeah. As soon as I stop recording. Yeah. Yeah, you know. You Pandemonium. Know. Mm-hmm. It's like that scene in uh,
1: Night Angel. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. You know, if you've... Yeah. Boy. We'll get to it. We're gonna get to it, <laughs> and you would have probably heard that episode by now when you hear it, before you hear this episode.
1: But uh, I heard uh, I heard you mention on the Discord that this is a very special episode for one reason.
0: Well, in this episode, my friend Chuck Parker Lewis can't lose. Ooh, mama! This uh, episode contains yes, the uh, the actor who played Parker Lewis, Corin Nemec.
1: No, wow, that's his name. Yeah, and we we totally missed it last week. Like, cause he's like, we're oh, he's like the last person listed on the cast yeah. list. That's why.
0: <laughs> Where is Korn now? You know, he's his IMDb is still to this up to this moment peppered peppered with things. He's still oh, good. He's still in the game. Can- oh, good. Yeah. He's due
1: for it. Someone has to put him in a movie where yeah. the world remembers the greatness. Oh, dude. Do you, think, do you think? I mean, Corin Nemec has it, Dale. He
0: has it. Yeah, the dude does. It was a, a certain charisma that grabbed you by the bees yeah. when, when we were just as young as the Fox Network. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. back then and they needed a win oh yeah (laughs) and they got it wait was this on fox i thought it was like usa or something oh it was a fox show (laughs) now you might be thinking of um what's the other one what's the fake one or was the u.s way one a remake i might even think of weird science that show oh yeah that show right but parker lewis oh
1: God, I remember just, that was just like, every, I remember my brother was obsessed with it. Like, there was Parker Lewis, what's that word? Fever. Fever. Fever.
0: Uh, Circa 1990 to 1993. Dude, for real. God. I, I've never, I, I don't even think I could ever replicate that feeling again that I've had. No. no. I was... I was watching some primetime TV. I was watching Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yeah. Which was wild, right? I mean, it, back then I sure Fox is trying to find themselves, find their identity. Uh you know, and I guess it's more what am I what am I thinking of? It's more it's not really primetime in the sense that you think of it, but back in 1991 on the other network channels, at least it's I I don't know. Maybe it's way more family friendly back then. Because I'm thinking maybe Cosby uh, shows on and yeah well yeah I mean Fox definitely were taking chances
1: they were trying to make they were yeah trying to get attention I mean Married with Children is like
0: the prime example of that right which and Parker Lewis is what like the complete
1: opposite yeah, yeah maybe it was it, a
0: lot more adult than I remember but I think I remember I, it yeah. being something that I could watch yeah and re, you know whereas Married with Children was like you know primetime prawn for. The young and the young person, <laughs> yeah, and like I, I mean, I say Parker. There was Parker Lewis
1: fever, but I feel like it was more like, I don't think it wasn't like everyone on the street was talking about it. But I think like kids who are in the know watch Parker Lewis. Like it was, yeah. of course, you know, we had cable, so there was a there was a lot more choice than there used to be in the early nineties. But but like but you're right. They still, you know, Fox wasn't like a big big network yet, and it was like still kind of under the radar mhm yeah can you get parker lewis like can i watch the show
0: according to the wiki shout factory released the first season and second season on dvd mm, okay but as far as i don't know if i don't know if you can watch it now i uh, was there a lot of was there a lot of pop music in it i, I
1: wouldn't be surprised if it's like a nightmare Just because of all the music they had in it. Like the Wonder
0: Years, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. That would be hard to nail down. Oh, boy. God, Parker, if you're out there. Man. How
1: about his big, uh, Larry, his big big (laughs) friend, loved him. (laughs) God. And then that guy showed up in ER for like the first few seasons. He was great in that. Abraham Ben Ruby. Love that guy.
0: Oh, Timothy the... Stack
1: was on Parker Lewis? I, how did oh. I not know that?
0: Furthering the legend. Furthering um, our devotion
1: to Timothy Stack and us building some sort of uh, statue for him
0: in the town oh, he was yeah. born. Oh, Man. Oh, jeez. Probably.
1: Dude. Legend. <laughs> mm. All you Timothy Stack heads out there, write in. Let us know. We're going to start this uh, fundraiser.
0: He owns a Timothy Stack, Parker's father. He owns a video rental store called the Mondo Video with his Ugh. wife and is helped by Parker and Shelly on the weekends. How <laughs> it's perfect, Dale. I'm cry. I want to <laughs> cry. God, you're, yeah, it's <laughs> okay to cry. Oh <laughs> man, I just want to talk about this for the rest. Yeah, I mean, I
1: if you can't tell, I don't want to talk about this episode. <laughs> Oh, boy. If I'm being real. uh, I'm sorry. Mick Garris didn't bring it. Really? Okay. I mean, in my opinion. it. I, okay. I don't know if it's as... It's this Dale... Ground, this, is, this is a Groundhog Day story. Everyone knows what that yeah. means. And that's what this is. And we get the same thing done three, four times. And I'm, you know... By one and a half, I'm checked out of this episode. I don't care.
0: And I'm sorry. I, you know what, I can understand that. Thank you. What I don't, what I okay, I liked the things I liked was obviously, I mean, as soon as you walk through the uh, the office door, so the publishing company, mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt Publications, which was cool. Yeah, that it's self-referential. Richard Lewis King, <laughs> yeah. Rita Rudner, Queen, uh, who was not Gilda Radner. <laughs> You, and in your mind, you know they're separate people, but you know it just takes up one slip up and one one quick assumption. I'm glad you and, said that. And uh, you know, and it had Parker Lewis in it. Obviously, the only thing is, you know, it was just weird because even the players, mm-hmm. the players of the show, didn't know this Groundhog Day scenario started until it started, and then you you there's no indication of how long it's been going on mm-hmm. or. You, you know, so it's almost like they needed either a, a little more at the end because by the by day three, it's like, how long has this really been going on? If it's only been day three, yeah. You know? And I don't even know,
1: I'm, I mean, maybe because I was like not paying attention, but what, what can you explain the ending to me? What happened? Like, what was, what was resolved? <laughs> was it <laughs> switched? Yeah. Didn't it switch? Or something like she was, she was actually the publisher and not the cartoonist.
0: And how did that
1: happen? I don't know. And then she was on like the, uh, that chair and getting, um, shot by
0: all the soldiers or cops, you know, like it was like they were in the military. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was confusing. It was very confusing. And, you know, the only thing I can say about the episode and it was pretty irrelevant to the actual episode was... The pair of boobs at the beginning of the episode, Chuck. I mean, you know, it was wild that there was <laughs> boobs. It was like the most innocent episode there was, but... Oh, yeah, I know. It was less. very... Yeah, because it started with... Because
1: uh, it's all about this comic story that the uh, cartoonist is trying to get published in the new issue, but her boss hates it. But it starts with like a dramatization of the the comic strip. She says so she was in Batman Forever. Maybe that's where
0: I know her from. Is she one of the Riddlers, um ladies? She
1: says Monica St. Clair. Or no, that's not that. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's her most recent credit. Oh, it says that's she's a socialite. Her, that's, I don't know. That's her role uh, in the movie Canine Sex Sandal Scandal. <laughs> Thank you. So there's a difference. <laughs> if you'll notice, she has been in three separate episodes of USA's Up All Night. I, wow. I see that. I see blessed, that. Blessed. Blessed.
1: Night of the Living Date. That sounds like something we should watch. Um, yeah, maybe maybe I'm getting her confused with someone, but uh,
0: yeah. But yeah, here we are. Here we are. Twelve minutes in. <laughs> now what? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't write any notes down. I wish you know. Maybe maybe there's some audio about Mick speaking to his job on tales from the crypt i mean was this a dream for him was this something cool yeah i wonder how that worked with the uh like when directors got called up
1: to do it was it did they have any were the stories just assigned to them or were they able to be like uh you know here's a bunch of uh stories we have picked out from the comics is there any that you would want to do you know mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know i don't know this one just didn't hit it dale i don't know it didn't hit it and that's fine It is fine. It's fine. can't win them all. I'm trying to remember anything else that stood out. Oh, the, uh, yeah. Maybe the other thing that pushed me over the edge of not caring was their depiction of uh, cartoonists' tools. (laughs) Like, because I kept looking at the pages of the comics that that she was drawing, and they were on printer paper. You know, just the floppy printer paper. And I was just just angry. It's like, look. Sinful. Not gonna draw on that. Like, I mean, some people do, but in DC comic times, you're not drawn yeah. on 11 by 17 printer paper. It's not. It's not happening. And I know yeah. you just printed that out from the actual artwork. It and looked like the artwork was um, my, uh, what's his name, the guy who does all the covers, Mike uh, Voss. Yeah, Voss. Um,
0: I-, I was wondering if was that was him. It.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, and did you notice the la- the closing panel where they zoomed in on the comic and it they just like <laughs> <laughs> it was like an actual EC page, but they pasted over some of Mike's art in the last panel, but it had nothing to do, like the story it was pasted in had oh. nothing to do with what was happening. It was
0: uh, kind of- your eyes, damn yeah, your I'm sorry. eyes.
1: I could see the paste lines, and you wow. didn't draw it with the right tool to even match the page. Yeah, give me a break. Not blaming you, Voss. You did a good job.
0: Yeah, Voss. You're you keep us grounded in this day in and day out. Did you notice as of last week, last week's only skin deep um cover art was like heavy use of it looked like the help of CGI or something. Really? In the you know, the the image is of the the lady riding the guy cowgirl, right? But in the background are all these faces of the of the I'm ghosts. Look, I'm looking at it right now. Looks very CGI, in my opinion. It looks
1: well, the big face looks like it could be airbrushed, but Yeah. But it's obviously the background is definitely like the same face Stop. being copied and pasted over and over again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, and that big face is
0: slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder what happened there. Yeah, it was like maybe they were just, he was practicing with with the different medium, you know, (sighs) trying to integrate. Yeah,
1: I mean, 1994, he probably, maybe he got a Mac. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna F around
0: with this Photoshop thing. Good catch, Dale.
1: I did not uh, notice that, sorry.
0: Thank you. How about Mick Garris, creator of a TV series called She-Wolf of London in 1990? What? I don't even know what that's about. Huh. a female american graduate student in london is bitten by a werewolf and then teams up with an english professor <laughs> to investigate supernatural occurrences so this is yeah this is like wow this is like prime time i'd watch this grim it sounds like grim before grim existed look at like these screenshots too
1: i think it's like i think it's a comedy like i think it's not you know taking uh, itself seriously i hope so interesting wow it's it I mean, is it based on American Werewolf in London? I mean, like even in the this the storyline, it's like Randy spends a night camping on the moors and is bitten by a werewolf.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, but then Randy uh, they move back to Randy's native California, and Ian becomes host of a trashy television talk show focusing on psychic phenomena. Wow,
0: wait, this is where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> Can we watch this? I know. Okay, hold on. Okay. Back up the bus. All right. I'm backing up. You take a couple steps back, and you see at the bottom of the page, June Lockhart, star of Nick at Night's Lassie, stars in a movie, She-Wolf of London, from 1946. Whoa. A young heiress finds evidence suggesting that at night she acts under the influence of a family curse and has begun committing ghastly murders in a nearby park. 1946. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I'm all right, I'm finding this out because we might have our our movie for next week yeah hold on June Lockhart she's 96 good for her man Wow 96. do I
1: want to be 96 Dale?
0: I know guess it depends on my circumstances <laughs> <laughs> the handprints of June Lockhart are in front of Di- Walt uh, Hollywood Hills amphitheater at Walt Disney World's Disney Hollywood Studios theme park Wow it's still there. Amazing. Oh, you can rent. You can rent She Wolf of London all over the place digitally. Oh, Dale, did you have? Did you have uh,
1: famous people handprint like near where you grew grew up, like a local place? No, because we had a Hershey Park, which I grew up pretty close to. There was a section when you first entered the park. It's probably not there anymore, but I think it was like a little light like gazebo with lights. And then on the ground, it was like famous people who visited the park and their handprints and they'd sign it and stuff. That always like, that was like my first experience with that kind of like, like (laughs) like fame, physical, like celebrity, you know, marking territory. Um,
0: But they were all like, kind of like
1: not great celebrity. I wish I could remember. I'm sure there's some insane website that has pictures of it, but
0: you know, I, I lived close to the East, South Jersey Shore, so like Cape, there was like these institutions in Cape May or Atlantic City that would have stuff on the, you know, like. Oh, uh, like like uh, 8 like pints like, and stuff. Yeah, like visiting celebs and stuff yeah. like that. But locals, I don't, I, I wouldn't know the difference. I know at um, Uncle Bill's Pancake House in Cape May, New Jersey, there is a spatula signed by Tina Fey. Oh. So she's pretty local holy theory, moly she's i almost a, stole she's it from jersey I she's from outside that. philly nice i almost stole it on the way back from using the bathroom that
1: time i mean could you blame me i mean to be fair they could just go buy another one and forge that sucker and forge it yeah you know mm-hmm.
0: hang it on their spatula
1: wall of fame maybe that's what you did because you didn't steal it, he just came home and forged one took one out of the, the drawer in the kitchen maybe that's what i do Tell her, maybe uh that's how you're feeding the kids uh selling those spatulas <laughs> on ebay
0: maybe that's how i got the story to tell on my podcast
1: <laughs> uh, so, oh so she wolf of london
0: enough of mick garris enough of she wolf of london let's talk about next week's episode lay it on Shall me dale we? lay it on me Operation Friendship When a talented but meek Computer programmer hits it off With his cute female neighbor His cocky imaginary friend Insidiously turns on him Fearing that he won't be needed anymore Wow This is like uh, some drop dead Fred uh, Yeah Starring Wow Okay, I'm going to save that one for later on But Tate Donovan Number one Oh. Many things. Tate. Diamond. Tate's been wow. in. Michelle Burke. She was in Days and Confused. Coneheads. She's the daughter on <sighs> Coneheads. Wow. Major League Two. Starring Ethan Saple. Oh yeah. Before he couldn't see the sailboat. Yeah.
1: Have you have you seen uh
0: Ethan lately? He is um Is he like super jacked and Yeah. He's drinking like, like monster, black right? rifle coffee or something. What is he up to? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he's very, he's like, he's all about like lifting. Like that's what he
1: does. And he's a, uh, yeah, he's a big boy. Oh
0: God, look at him. Yeah. Good for him. Jesus, he's massive. Yeah, he's huge. <laughs> Good for him. God, is sweet son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> who direct, who I, directed this one? Roland Mesa. Oh, he directed Revenge of the Nerds 3, so he's a royalty
0: here. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Nerd, nerd's uh, a new a new batch a the, new next class? <laughs> the, the next generation. The next generation, yes. Ah, uh, was that a Fox uh special? It must have been. Uh I think it very I think it definitely was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh you got you got Booger. Uh, Robert Carradine and Ted McGinley. Which one was he?
0: He was, um, the Jefferson Darcy in... Oh, he was like the, the jock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is, a, there's a different Betty Childs in that one. If she's, maybe she might not even be in it at all. Is Courtney Thorne Smith? No, that's number two. Mm, no. She's a number, she's a number two. Morton Downey Jr.'s in it. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like head alpha beta. Oh, oh, that's perfect. Something. Nerds 3 takes me back. Okay.
1: (laughs) I can't. I remember being like, I remember seeing like commercials for it and like being like, I got to watch like secretly to myself. Yeah. I want to watch that. I mean, I love Revenge of the Nerds, but do I want to watch this? Like, I could tell it was like not going to be fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, especially because, you know, it was, it was like, it had to have went right to Fox. Had to have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the, the
1: description of next week's episode. It starts with, uh, put upon computer programmer. I feel like that like could be like a million Twitter bios, like in modern day. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this is the last thing our director ever directed. I know. I, I, I Yeah, I don't know. Who knows?
1: Maybe it wasn't his dream. It's not always everyone's dream,
0: you know? Maybe not he not fell into
1: thing.
0: it. You know? It's not his thing.
1: Tried it out. Wasn't his thing. He didn't like telling people what to do. Right. Some people don't want to be in charge. And that's
0: fine. Maybe he got out of the biz, you know? Yeah,
1: maybe he's a um, Mr. Dingling uh, selling ice cream. Uh, man, until then, though. Great job. Great episode, Dale. Thanks for showing up. I really appreciate it. And I'll thank myself for showing up. Uh, good job. And we'll talk to everyone next week on uh, The Crypto Keeper's Coffin. Ah. Love you. Love you, bye. bye.